community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Tuesday. Thank you so much for being up and Adam. My name is Adam Montiel. Today on the show, we have comedian Jamie Kennedy. Remember the show, The Jamie Kennedy Experiment, like Malibu's Most Wanted? Now, those have been forever ago. He's in a new movie called Don't Suck, and it has to do with stand-up comedy and vampires, believe it or not. And he's co-starring in it with Matt Reif, stand-up comic who's just blown up in the last year or so. Anyways, Jamie Kennedy will be on the show in a little bit. It's funny because I got more comedians coming on this week. Mark Critch, who's got season three of his new show, Son of a Critch. He's a funny guy. Really, really nice guy. He'll be on the show later this week. Also, Eric Schwartz, guy who's blowing up now, lived up here when he was going to Cal Poly, lives in LA now, is doing his comedy thing. Really funny, funny dude. He will be on the show later this week as well. So lots going on in the comedian front. Just kind of happened to happen that way. Great feedback on yesterday's interview with Samantha Benson, local romance novel author. Gave away a couple books. Congrats to Stacy, uh, Carolyn. A lot of people emailed in. That was pretty cool. That was really neat. And a lot of people like Diego. You want to read about Diego, don't you? Oh, yeah, you do. Listen to yesterday's episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Diego, come on. Also, coming up at the end of the show, I've been telling you about our new partners, We Help You Legal. They are sponsoring the show, and I'm going to introduce you to Chris Rush on what these folks do and how they could save you a ton of money if you are in need of executing some paperwork like, you know, powers of attorney, living trust, corporations, LLCs, divorce even. You don't need to go with a lawyer, spend a lot of money. Our friends at WeHelpYouLegal.com can do it for you. We'll talk to Chris at the end of the show all about it. Before we jump into our lo-fi headlines, let's thank our friends at the General Store Paso, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and your home. The team of the General Store can help you pull together, whether it's a gift basket, maybe it's just something you want, maybe for your house, for something that you want to kind of make you feel good, or something for your sweetheart. Check out the ladies of the General Store, helping people connect with dozens of local makers. That is what they are about. Celebrating 10 years on the park downtown Paso, open daily 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on the weekends. Find them on Instagram at General Store Paso. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. Okay, we all probably are on our phones way too much. And while some of us use our smartphones worry-free, most of us don't. So here, four phone habits that could be signs of anxiety. Number one, doom scrolling. You know what this is. It's when you constantly are in search for disturbing news. Even though that news never makes you feel any better, this could be both a sign of anxiety and even the cause of your anxiety in the first place. Number two on this list, avoiding people by using your phone. Have you ever acted like you were on the phone to avoid talking to somebody? If you're avoiding real life interactions in favor of your phone, that could be a sign of anxiety. Now I have done this just because I didn't want to talk to, you know, a person, not a certain person, but maybe, I don't know. I know I've done this before once or twice. Number three, the inability to put down your phone. If you have trouble separating from your phone, especially at times when you don't even need it, this can point to anxiety. Like when you're exercising, going to bed in a work meeting. And finally, number four, panic when your phone isn't working. If you feel super nervous or panicky when your phone dies or doesn't have Wi-Fi, 
that could be a problem. This doesn't include people using their phones for safety. It's more of a red flag if you're freaking out because you can't access Instagram or something. Good article in the Huffington Post. I will put a link to it if you're interested in checking it out. All right, some entertainment news. Alyssa Milano really stepped in it recently when she started a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for her 12-year-old son's baseball team. She put out a tweet last week, my son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. You can read about the team and make a donation here. And she made a GoFundMe page. And then she got roasted, eviscerated online for making said GoFundMe page. Now, a few things about Alyssa Milano. She's been working pretty steadily in Hollywood for 40 years. By all accounts, she is a multimillionaire on her own. She's also married to David Boglieri, who's one of the heads of CAA, which like William Morris and a couple other, they're like the major Hollywood agencies. She drives a $200,000 electric Porsche Taycan 4S with a $14,000 custom paint job. So yes, the internet really let her have it. But she is not taking it gently and she is fighting back. She followed up with a tweet and said, quote, I'm getting media inquiries on whether I have financially contributed to my son's baseball team. Quote, I've paid for uniforms for the entire team and coaches, thrown birthday parties, and sponsor any kid who can't afford monthly dues. The kids are also fundraising themselves, car washes, movie nights, and many other fun things. She continues, thank you to all who've contributed to the GoFundMe. You made things easier for these boys and their families. And I guess you can put this in the win column for her because Alyssa was trying to raise 10,000 bucks. As of last night, I'm looking at the GoFundMe right now, it's almost 12,000 bucks. So she exceeded her goal. And I think maybe because she's famous, she was trying to think I could probably get the most impact if I post something like this. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to check in with my PR expert friend she was on the show a week or so ago. We got a lot of great feedback on you. Christine Tracy, thanks for being up in Adam. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Adam. Okay, so this one, on one end, it's like, yeah, she's probably the mom. It's probably the best bet to get the most impact by having her post this. But on the other end, the internet is going to be the internet. And of course, she's got probably tons of dough. How do you read this one? Well, it's really interesting. I mean, the internet, of course, as you note, is definitely responding to this. And as a mother myself, I will say, if you want to teach your child how to fundraise, traditionally, kids would head down to the corner or outside their house and have a lemonade stand. In this case, she is a celebrity mom. She obviously has a huge net worth. And probably setting up a GoFundMe site and promoting it on her Twitter account was not the smartest decision. But she is a mom and her child is trying to get to go to Cooperstown and she probably is trying to get other families engaged. But I would say, generally speaking, this is this was a mistake on her part and probably something she should apologize for sooner rather than later. So do you think like, and it's so interesting that we use the word apology because that's really like what you're supposed to do when you do something, quote, wrong. This probably, I agree with you, maybe a misstep, but do you think she owes an apology? Well, there's a barometer on what you could do in this scenario. And I would say if it is not an apology, it might be a advancement potentially for a different cause outside of her son's baseball team. She clearly has the $10,000 to provide and contribute 
the entire cost of this baseball teams and I'm sure the net worth of the other kids potentially families in the baseball team might be high as well you never know but I think she could probably from a PR perspective pivot and maybe provide the $11,000 that she's raised to a scholarship fund or she could pivot that money and give it to a baseball foundation that could you know get inner city youth sports kids into Cooperstown as well, who might never be able to raise that type of money. I think what's important here is that this probably was not the best thing for her to do. And I think there is a compass on, uh, she has a team around her that's probably guiding and advising her and they need to steer her in a direction to turn this ship around. GoFundMe is, it's generally speaking, Often, I think we hear of GoFundMe used for these very compassionate stories that that are people showing empathy for something tragic. A family member gets cancer, the kids, you know, and and or there's a parent whose daughter is having heart surgery and the family has to go live in Texas closer to the hospital for months. I mean, these are the type of things you often see on GoFundMe, not a celebrity asking for, you know, group funding for her kids to go to Cooperstown. I think probably the better approach is when you're fundraising as a celebrity, close to dinner at your house, people would probably pay, you know, $1,000 a plate and there you've made your money and you put a small expense in. She in particular does a lot of work on voting registration and she does a lot of, she covers a lot of social issues on her Twitter account or X account, but it feels different here. This is the size and scale of what she's both contributing for. And you can see she's, you know, there are a lot of celebrities asking for contributions to help with scientific research for incurable diseases or for St. Jude. This does not fit in that category. So That's a good I, point. I, you know, GoFundMe is really normally used for at least, even if it's not like the super tug at your heartstring things, it's used for people who, do, who don't have the money themselves to do said thing, right? So correct. That makes correct. That makes sense. Gotcha. Very good. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you look at Dolly Parton and her foundation and what she's given to Elton John, Miley Cyrus, even raises money for homeless and LGBTQ youth, like. There are celebrities who work around issues and causes and they use their, they leverage their celebrity for advancing good causes. This doesn't fit in any of those categories, not for what you see from GoFundMe, not for a cause related approach. But, you know, she's, moms are kind of working all angles and this is one she found, I guess. (laughs) Didn't turn out that well for her, I don't think. Christine Tracy, I'm so glad you were able to jump on the phone with me for a quick second and sound off on this one. I was really curious what you thought. Thanks a lot, Christine. I appreciate you being up and at them. No problem. Happy to be here. Talk to you soon, Adam. Up and Adams. Lo-fi headlines. All right. Actor, comedian, Jamie Kennedy. You might remember the uh, Jamie Kennedy experiment, Malibu's Most Wanted, among tons of stuff. He's been doing his things in front of the camera in Hollywood and on stand-up stages for a long time. Jamie Kennedy. Thanks, man, for being up and at him. How are you, brother? Thank you for having me. It's it's a real pleasure to have you. I've uh, followed you for a long time. I actually met you one time just down in L.A. sometime. You were, you were real cool. And growing up down there, you never uh, know who's going to be kind of cool, who's not. And you've always been a real chill dude. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I grew up in Agora, so you know Malibu's most wanted. You know how surviving these Zoom Beach Tower 7, how that life can be? Hell yeah, dude. It's hard out <laughs> here, up there in those Agora Hills. 
for real. So listen, uh, Don't Suck. It's available now wherever you get your movies. Uh, tell us how you got into this project. I like the concept here. Basically, the movie is about a guy who, you know, is a comedian, and then he realizes that his opener is a little weird, and then he realizes his opener is a vampire. And the movie is, you know, it's a, it's a bizarre idea, but it works because, you know, we play it very real and it's believable. And it's, once I read the script, I just thought, this is such a crazy idea. And sure enough, well, I really liked it. And then we had to make the movie independently. No one's going to make the movie. They don't know how to understand this movie. And then that's how it was. And we got some of the greatest comedians involved. And uh, the rest is history, man. That's pretty cool because, I mean, you're obviously uh, a veteran at this, at stand-up. Uh, Matt Reif is obviously hot now. He's, uh, you know, kind of newer to the game. What was it like kind of, you know, meeting him? I'm sure he was, you know, really excited to pick the brain of a dude who's done this for a long time and done it successfully and, and, and knows these ropes. Yeah, I mean, he's such a sweet guy, and he's it's just wild to think about how this movie's becoming like a documentary because— he was a young upstart, really eager in this movie. And then the movie's about a guy who becomes a phenomenon. And now Matt has become a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know, um, wild. I was talking to Greg Fitzsimmons a few weeks ago about just like how, you know, the. Again, like you being a vet at this game for a long time, you know coming up was a lot different than the way some of the folks come up now. Now it's like feeding your TikTok account or feeding the, the Reels feed when before it was like, you know, hitting up clubs after club after club, bombing and, and just really getting the hard knock like way to come up in this game. What are your thoughts on that and, and how is how has this changed so much? Well, that's a really good question, and I think that you can never underestimate the muscle memory, the reps, you know? So just grabbing a microphone, speaking into it, going through it, actually getting on a plane, getting off the plane, going to morning radio, that's all part of your reps, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you become really good by the doing. Um, you can become really successful quickly if you have something hit online and viral so the good news is you know you can hit millions of people very quickly right right now uh and it can happen very quickly and it can be good uh the the bad news is you know you know you have to be prepared for it and so i think it's a good mix of when timing hits people and they work hard so if you have the ability to do it and you can use social media correctly it's a perfect tool so it's it's different like you could do you could get 20 years of success in in a year now very quickly you know what i'm saying it's wild do you begrudge that a little bit i felt like when i was talking to greg he might a little bit i thought he was pretty open about it but do you kind of begrudge that that uh, a little no i think no i i love it because you know what i mean like as much as I love doing getting up at 6 a.m. and doing radio and stuff, and you know, it's, I mean, it's why not? If it's it's a new way to do things and, and see people, I don't begrudge it at all. I can understand how some people who've been doing it for 30 years and some guy, you know, has been doing it for four <laughs> and they might sell more tickets. That happens, but you know, a cream rises to the top. So if you're, if you are good, 
I, you know, I think people that are really good has had to, if they have to figure out the social media part of it and yeah. the audience for show. That's a great point. Uh, we got Jamie Kennedy. The book is come. Sorry, the movie is called Don't Suck. And you're one of these guys where and I, I've even seen you do a couple bits on it uh, of late too, where you, you know, because sometimes a stand up comedian will, they're almost a little intimidating. Like you don't even want to get up and go to the bathroom during their set because you know that they're going to like rail on you or something. But you are making these jokes that, like, I mean, people will, you're just so affable. People will come up to you straight, like interrupt what you're doing. And, and you've always had this like approach that was very just, amiable and like you're one of us you know it's a blessing and a curse um i think that i am like that and people always really think they can talk to me and so when they when i do my show i make people believe that i'm talking to them and so they end up talking back to me right and sometimes i don't mind it but other times i do and i have to act like i don't the thing is is that that's kind of what my, you know, my modus operandi is, right? So it's like, that's, I'm everybody's friend, you know? And I think that people do stuff on the stage and they're doing crowd work. I feel bad. Like, I go on stage, audiences look scared, and <laughs> like they're going to get roasted. I never want to roast anybody. I want them to have a good time. But when I'm talking to the crowd, it's just me dealing with the hecklers. There's so much interruptions, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I try to just... I end up doing comedy. I end up becoming a middle school substitute teacher. <laughs> Has that changed? It's it's so funny you say that because that's such a great point. We were talking a few minutes ago about how the game has changed, but if you invert it, have crowds changed? Have we changed on you? Thousand percent, dude. Wow. You know, Dice talked about it brilliantly in my documentary Hackler. He's like, it used to be a guy would say something to you, you would say something back, you'd roast him, everybody laughed, and he'd leave. He's like, the worst thing ever is he would just curse you from the crowd. And that was it. Now audiences want to get on stage and fight you. They want, they don't, they, they want to make you silent, you know? So it's, it's the, the ability to have social media to everybody having a voice has really amplified people's entitlement. And the, the most, one of the most disrespected things is the art of comedy. For some reason, this art that looks so easy to people and is so difficult, people think they can do it, and it's disrespectful because there's no barrier to entry. Yeah. You know, and it you know, kind of brings me to my next question. We've been talking about these award shows. These are thankless jobs, right? I mean, you get a stand-up comic up there. I mean, it just ruins their week <laughs> to host one of these things. You think you're doing something good for your career, and it could be the opposite. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, Joe Coy goes out and he does them a favor because he's got a huge audience yeah. and he does jokes and they don't agree with them. And he didn't have much time in 10 days to do the show. Yeah. Uh, and for him, it was like a real honor to be picked. And it was cool that they went with somebody new. The problem is his audiences are too self-important. They don't want to laugh at themselves. Right. Uh, and, you know, I didn't see, you know, really much of it, but I think that, you know, people don't hire Joe. Joe's hilarious. Like, he's a world renowned comedian. People love him. Yeah, sells out Madison but, Square Garden. Like, yeah, the dude's great. Yeah, he, he's just, he, he's too many, um, there's too many regulators when you do it. He walked through the fire, though. They'll be even bigger because of it, because, you know, they held him, they, they held him back, you know, and, and it's just, 
you know, I, I think that comedy is bigger than the Golden Globes, and the Golden Globes made themselves look like they were backwards for not embracing them more. There he is, Jamie Kennedy, comedian, actor, of course, Jamie Kennedy Experiment, Malibu's Most Wanted, all the laughs, and the new movie called Don't Suck with Matt Reif. Get it wherever you get your movies. For all the laughs, all the years, my man, Jamie, thank you so much for being up in Adam. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for the great questions. Again, you can check out Don't Suck wherever you download your movies. All right, thanks to our friends at Tin City Distillery for being up and at Located in one of the hottest tasting locations, Tin City. Tin City Distillery open for tastings of their spirits. And they're also just open as a cocktail bar. Just go in and get a drink seven days a week. You can take tours of the distillery on the weekend. Their spirits are of the highest caliber. Their brandy, it's made from some of the best vineyards in Paso. The canned cocktails are elevated, super refreshing. You can get them at your grocery store in four packs, tincitydistillery.com, and follow them on Insta at tincitydistillery. All right, so we started telling you, I think last month, about our friends at We Help You Legal. Simplifying life's legal matters while saving you money. Wanted to bring on Chris Rush with We Help You Legal to really kind of explain what these guys do. And if you have something in your life that you need to execute, like, I don't know, power of attorney, a deed, LLC, trusts, wills, anything like this, how these guys can help you do it. Chris, thank you so much for being up and Adam. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I want to thank you also for jumping on, becoming part of the family, supporting the show. It means a lot. I mean, I've known you know you for several years, but getting a chance to meet your mom and learn what you guys are doing, it just means a lot for your support. So thank you very much, Chris. Well, of course, we always want to, we love you and want to support you. And this is, this is really cool. Now we help you legal.com. What I like about you guys is that there's a myriad of things that you guys can help folks deal with that sometimes feel daunting. Some, just the idea of like getting an attorney feels daunting. It feels very expensive mm-hmm. because often it is, but you have the ability to help folks with a lot of different things. In many of these cases, you don't need an attorney, so you certainly don't need to pad the pockets of one. Exactly. Yep. Like I said, we're not attorneys, so we can't give that legal advice, but we're known as legal document assistants. So a lot of the times we're here when people know what they want, and it's a very simple, straightforward. We're here to help them with those legal documents, be it a divorce when two people are an agreement or living trusts. We're here to help prepare those for them. Power of attorney, even things like LLCs, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, yes. Now, again, this is how we're saving folks money is you're not using an, an attorney. You're not paying four or $500 an hour for someone. And in a lot of these cases, like you said, you have a divorce. You have two people who are dissolving a marriage that are in agreement. They don't need an attorney. They're not bickering back and forth. They could do this for a lot cheaper. Things like living trust. You don't need an attorney for these things. You just need someone to help you execute the paperwork correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where we come in. That's where it's our bread and butter right there. We help you legal.com locations in both Paso and Slow. Yeah. Yep. Right uh, next to the cold dealership here in Slow, right where the Black Horse Coffee is. And then in Paso, we're right downtown, right next to the courthouse. 
Oh, nice. See, that's perfect. Yeah, so you're in the Lobro neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You're you're not far from the Lobro Studios in San Luis Obispo. Do you need an appointment, or can people just walk in? How does it work? The San Luis office is open by appointment. The Paso is open every day, but we still require an appointment for, for any of our services. So you can go to wehelpyoulegal.com, find the office that is closest to you, and then you can call, certainly call Chris, ask any questions of any of the team members there, and you can get going. How much do these things, you know, technically run? I mean, obviously we're cheaper than say if we were to go to an attorney and execute these. I mean, I know it could feel daunting, but that's what I like about you guys is is it doesn't have to be. Our fees are based on the service. So we don't charge per hour, we charge on on the service itself. So that's very helpful for a lot of times as well. Yeah. And again, you're going to save a lot of money if you are doing, executing services like this with a company like We Help You Legal, rather than having an attorney do it for you. When again, with a lot of these things, you just don't need an attorney. You can go to Mm wehelpyoulegal.com, Chris Rush and your mom. You guys have been doing this. You guys were 23, 24 years in business. You must've been like two when you started. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, my parents started the business Back in 2000, um, and in 2015, I went to school and got my paralegal degree and uh, came and started to help join the family business. And That's so awesome. my mother and I now run the the two offices here, and it's been going great. What I enjoy is helping people. And like like we've been saying, it's a lot less expensive because, you know, a lot of times here people don't want to pay attorneys, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. And even when people do need advice, we say, go to the attorney, pay their consultation fee, get your legal advice, and then come back to us and we're able to prepare under your direction what you want. And so that's that's what I like, you know, meeting yeah. people and getting them what they need without having the stress of, you know, paying thousands and thousands of dollars and helping them out. Yeah, you got a good heart, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate what you guys are doing in the community and helping folks out. We help you legal.com. Two locations again, slow, Paso. We got Chris Rush on the phone from We Help You Legal. Man, well, thank you so much for supporting and being up and at him, Chris. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you for having me and uh, look forward to this. You're up in Adam with Adam Montiel. Adam Montiel. Community content from Concentrate. Available wherever you get your podcasts. For links and more, visit adammontiel.com. All right. Thanks to Chris Rush. We help you legal. And our friends at Tin City Distillery, General Store Paso, Dow Vineyards, McClintock's, and the Woods Humane Society for being up in Adam. Thank you for making this the first podcast of your day, as well as rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast wherever you listen to it. It does mean a lot. Thanks to Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. Original music on the show, Dan Curcio's Moonshiner Collective. The song is called Start Again. It's available wherever you stream your music. And you can learn more, moonshinercollective.com. Moonshiner Collective playing slow brew rock happens in March. We're going to have him on the show very soon with some live music and do a chat him up. That'll be great. Cooling down this week. Yeah, I know it was warm for a couple days. It's cooling down. Also, a chance of showers. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, get ready for more rain. We are back tomorrow. I appreciate you connecting with us here. My name is Adam Montiel. Thank you for being up in Adam.
Let's start again. 